Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad. home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chad. So the Oil Kings 0-1 to start the Memorial Cup. They lose 4-3 to Shawinigan tonight. They're back at it tomorrow, 4 o'clock Mountain Time against St. John. The Oilers make it official today. Jay Woodcroft no longer the interim head coach of the Edmonton Oilers. He is the head coach, a three-year contract extension. He and Ken Holland will uh, speak tomorrow at 10 a.m. And Woodcroft also scheduled to join Bob Stoffer on Oilers Now, our program from noon to 2 every weekday here on 630 Chat NHL awards tonight. Austin Matthews gets the big one. He wins the heart. McDavid was second in the voting. Dreisaitl ninth. Matthews also gets the Ted Lindsay, most outstanding player, as voted on by the Players Association. The Norris goes to Kale McCarr. The Vesna goes to Igor Shesterkin from the Rangers. And the Calder goes to Moritz Sider from the Detroit Red Wings. Uh, so that's what's going on there. Game four tomorrow, Stanley Cup final is right here on 630 Chet Avalanche at Lightning, Colorado, up 2-1 in that best of seven. Uh, baseball tonight, the Blue Jays trailing the White Sox 1-0. That game is in the uh, fourth inning in Chicago. And uh, Ricky Ray, one of the guys who's going to the uh, Canadian Football Hall of Fame. The class was announced today. The ceremony will be in mid-September. And uh, Ricky was on the show between 6 and 6.30 tonight. That was awesome to talk to him. Going to go now to the Certainty Hotline. Certainty, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. Certainty, pro all the way. You can probably hear the smile on my face as I welcome back to Inside Sports golfer Will Bateman. Will, how are you doing? Good, how about you? I'm doing great. It's awesome to have you on the show again. I know we haven't talked for a couple of years. Congratulations. You, you won the uh, the ATB Classic uh, in your home city at the Petroleum Club on the weekend. Man, what, what has the last 48 hours been like? Oh, it's been a whirlwind. Um, we celebrated pretty hard on Sunday night, to say the least, but... Uh, it's been just uh, so much fun. The support after you know after I won has been incredible, and uh, just trying to soak it all in. Yeah. Okay. You, can you take everybody through the uh, the drama here of the playoff because this was uh, a tense finish, and I understand you made a sensational shot to win it. Yeah. Um, basically, first playoff hole, we went back to eighteen. It was uh, me against two other guys, and we all made birdie. And then uh, we went back to 18 again for the second playoff hole. Um, the, both the guys missed the green and two on the par five, and they, they chipped it up there to probably 10, 15 feet. And then uh, I had a chip basically to, to steal it and uh, just hit a perfect shot, and, and the crowd went pretty crazy. And it was just uh, just really fun. Well, tell us a little bit about the chip. I, I know 
golfers of your level, you you always think you can you can put it in or, or make an excellent shot. Uh, when you were looking at that one, what did you see? You know, were you thinking like, man, I think I can get this one in? Yeah, um, honestly, I, I I chip a lot with my buddy Byron in uh, Scottsdale, and and also uh, leading up to the event, we were chipping a bunch together, having some games, and. I basically went up to that one and said, you know, I, I hold this one on my buddy all the time, just basically do it once more. And uh, luckily I hit a, hit, a, hit a great shot and, you know, even better that it went in. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I was so happy to, to see you. Is this, your first, is this your first win on the PJ Tour Canada or second win? Yeah, this is my first win on, on PJ Tour Canada. I did have a, another win on uh, PJ, PJ Latin America, but that was uh, – few years ago when I was yeah, 22. No, I, so. I remember that one too because you, <laughs> you and I have talked about that one. And I mean, just, is it yeah. possible to put it into the, I mean, obviously it's special to win, but to do it in Edmonton and understand, you know, the patrolling club, you'd played that course as a kid. It's like so many great storylines here, Will. Yeah, just, I mean, you know, I don't think you could have uh, wrote it up any better. And, and uh, I just think that this one's going to be special for a long time. And it's going to be really tough to top with, uh, you know, with my entire family being there and my friends. And, and then, you know, obviously being in a playoff and, and, and then, you know, sealing the deal there, it was just uh, the dream. I mean, you shot, I should read your scores. You went 65, 67, 68, 65, and then one in the playoff. Uh, I mean, just take us through four, not just consistent rounds, but excellent rounds. Were you just feeling it all weekend? Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, obviously golf gives and takes a little bit. I felt like on the, the Saturday round, I, uh, I left a lot out there. But, um, you know, waking up Sunday, I was a little nervous going out there. But... I just told myself I didn't have to play perfect golf to win. Um, I knew I was playing, you know, really good, and and uh, it sounds cliche, but I just really wanted to focus on, you know, one shot at a time, and, and I felt like I did a really good job of that, um, especially coming down, you know, the last four holes there are uh, pretty tough holes, so just to, to stay in the moment um, all the way to the end was, uh, was key. Yeah, okay. Well, I, I'm so happy to see you get the victory. Tell us a little bit, because uh, I... I, I... Honestly, well, I think it was 2019 the last time we, we talked because then this little thing called uh, COVID hit, and I know you were still able to golf, but what were the last couple of years like for your golfing career? Uh, interesting. Um, you know, they haven't had a PJ Tour Canada for the last, I think, three years now, so this is the first year in a, in a, in a while where we've been able to play up here, but um, I, I played a lot of golf uh, down in the States. I played uh, this mini tour called the Outlaw Tour. Um, played great, though, there. I won the money list in 2021, um, so I was able to play still a ton of golf there. Um, but, you know, with COVID, it was been interesting just not being able to travel much and, and kind of staying, you know, around home and playing golf there. But um, still was able to play a lot of competitive stuff, so it's been fun. Yeah, like, are you still in Arizona a lot? Have you been in Edmonton a little more often? Where have you been? Yeah, I'm mainly in Scottsdale. Um, I came back a little bit over the last few years, but just due to COVID, you know, didn't really come back too much. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm so happy to see you get the victory. Now, are you right back out? At, do you have another tournament starting Thursday, or what's coming up here for you? Yeah, I do. We uh, we ended up driving to uh, Waska Sioux um, Monday afternoon, and we uh, we played a practice round today. So uh, tournament starts Thursday. 
Okay, so you're so you're right back at it uh, this weekend, which is uh, really cool. I, you know, like I, I know you and I have done a few uh, interviews o- over the years, and I always uh, appreciate your attitude and, and your, your your willingness to uh, to tell stories. So, I mean, I, like, how are you enjoying the lifestyle? Are you still, you know, loving it? Like you've always struck me as a very enthusiastic and, and positive person. Do you, do you still have that mindset going week after week? Yeah, yeah. Obviously, you know, I, I I've always uh, loved what I do, and and you know, um, being in a competitive atmosphere, I feel like is, um, you know, kind of what I live for. And and you know, moments like last week, um, those are moments, you know, you, that that reason why you play, right? So, um, I'm really enjoying it, and uh, still like still a long season coming up here, but you know, we're going to a lot of cool places, so I'm just gonna enjoy it. Okay. Uh, well, this this is awesome. Well, I, I appreciate you hopping on. I, I know you're I know you're busy, and I wasn't I wasn't sure. I know when we were texting, I wasn't sure if you'd going to be able to hang out in Edmonton for a couple of days, but not not a lot, not a lot of rest. Eh? Just right back at it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's kind of crunch time right now, a little bit. Um, uh, you know, playing this week, and then I actually drive back on uh, on Sunday to Edmonton and. Then I fly out to PEI on uh, Monday morning for the next one, and then luckily I'll have a couple weeks off, so maybe we can touch base then. Okay. Will, thanks for hopping on. Again, congratulations on the victory on Sunday. Just, just dramatic fashion. You had an incredible tournament. I wish you all the best this weekend, man. You know, let's talk again soon. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. That is Will Bateman checking in uh, the uh, Edmonton. I was going to say the Edmonton kid. I mean, uh, he's not a kid anymore. He's in his late 20s, but uh, won the ATB Classic at the uh, Petroleum Club on Sunday. And as he was telling you, just uh, chipped in to win it on the second playoff hole at the Eagle, a par five. First uh, victory on the PGA Tour. And he's uh, moved right along, playing now in uh, Saskatchewan, another tournament this weekend. Really glad to see Will have that success. Uh, like I said, he's, he's we've talked before. He's always good coming on the show and uh, hope there are many more victories in his future. Absolutely. Okay, we're coming up on quarter after seven. Morley Scott's going to take over for the Elks this week at the uh, bottom of the hour. We'll visit with him in a couple of minutes. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta's precedent-setting injury lawyers. All right, good to have you tuning in tonight. Uh, yeah, Oil Kings uh, drop a 4-3 decision to Shawinigan to get things started at the Memorial Cup. They play again tomorrow at uh, 4 o'clock. The Elks are 0-2 on the season. It was interesting. One of their best players did not play on Saturday against Saskatchewan, though he uh, he was healthy, but he was getting married. Offensive lineman Mark Cordy was asked today about his game day wedding. Yeah, it's it's hard it's hard not to be with your teammates, um, regardless of the situation. So, um, yeah, glad to be back in the lineup this week. Yeah, you know, you're focused on focus on you know obviously focus on the wedding, but it's always you know it's easy to check the score and see how the guys are doing. So, um, certainly eager to watch the film after on Sunday morning as well. I was excited to get married. Um, like I said, it's hard not to be in the lineup, but um, looking forward to be back this week. Okay, so that was uh, an interesting story, Morley, that uh, I think I first started hearing about Friday night and then throughout game day on uh, Saturday. Look, the the question that I've seen many fans ask, I know a couple uh, Elks fans even sent me DMs uh, on Twitter on Saturday saying, how can a, a pro football player schedule a wedding 
when he knows it's going to be in season. So tell me a little bit about anything else Cordy said today. I don't know if Jones or the organization has commented, but uh, enlighten me a little bit here. Yeah, it's been pretty quiet, uh, and he didn't. You pretty much heard he, he was pretty clear today. He didn't want to talk too much about it, and and I think he, you know, he obviously, like he said, he wanted to be with his teammates and play, but uh, he was getting married. Man, everybody everybody gets married and and you know takes time off work. It's strange to have a it, it in season, but we don't know the story. I don't know if there's a, what the reason is why it was scheduled then. I know even looking back, they might have scheduled it when he was still in Ottawa Red Black uh, when the schedule had already come out and and uh, you know they weren't playing right. So uh, I'm I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not sure what the bottom line is. And and it was pretty clear he didn't want to talk about the reason why. Uh, but it was he was upfront about it with the Elks during free agency and with everyone else during free agency. And they knew his wedding was on that date and he was going to miss the game in week two to go get married. So uh, it wasn't uh, it wasn't anything that surprised anybody in the Elks organization. So. Okay. Well, uh, back at it on Saturday against the Calgary Stampeders. I, I, you know, they, man, oh, man, like Saturday, Morley d- didn't start well. I'm sitting there thinking, uh-oh, is this going to get away from them again? I, I got to give Jones and the coaching staff and the players credit. I mean, there, there was a lot of uh, adjustments that went on throughout the game. The Elks had the lead about halfway through the first, yep. uh, the fourth quarter, just, just couldn't put it away. I'm just wondering your impressions of that game. And I, like I know fans don't want to hear about moral victories, yeah. but we also know where this team is coming off from last year. How do you sort of categorize this last game? Yeah, exactly right. You know, and, and Chris Jones said it on the post game show. There's no points for moral victories, so uh, he he's not happy about that part of it. But you still have to work to get better, right? And that's what football is all about: uh, getting better. And the players will tell you all the time. You know, you got to get better every day. That's that's what their quote unquote grind is, right? That's what they always talk about: just getting going to work and getting better every day. They were better in week two than they were in week one. They still weren't good enough to win, but they were better. So hopefully, they can take a step again in week three against Calgary and see how they play in a, in. What is a measuring step game against a team that has died for first place in the in the West and in the overall standings at two and zero? So, yeah, it's 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 baby steps, and I don't think anyone expected this team to be two and zero. I don't think anyone expected a, a turnaround to come as uh, at, you know in one season. I don't think anyone expected the Elks to finish in first place. I think they expect them to be uh, want them to be competitive and to work hard game in and game out, and we saw that we saw an improvement in that for week two, and I guess that's the thing that I look at, and 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 now you got to expect it to get better in week three and still continue to progress and and see that progress going forward throughout the rest of the season the, it's a marathon not a sprint right as the old saying goes and and i mean it, we we know in the cfl and we've seen it many many times in the cfl if you get hot at the right time you can have a pretty successful season regardless of what happens in the early stages so if they can peak at the right time maybe they can get into the playoffs maybe they can make a little bit of a run for it but we'll have to wait and see what happens uh, right now they're just working on getting better which is what they did from week one to week two still a long way to go though i don't think there's there's any doubt about that yeah for sure okay what's coming up on the elks this week tonight well, we're gonna uh, we're gonna celebrate Ricky Ray a little bit. Uh, I know you had him on earlier, and that was a great interview. And uh, we're gonna uh, we're gonna talk to some uh, some people who know him. We're gonna hear a cool story from uh, from uh, Chris Jones, who got a phone call in the middle of the night from Scott Milanovic to tell him about the trade back in 2012. So we'll hear that uh, from Chris Jones, and we'll also hear from uh, Nick Arbuckle, who uh, didn't really know Ricky Ray that often, but he was he came to the Canadian Football League in 2016, I believe it was, on the practice roster. When when they expand at the end of the year, he was on the practice roster of the Calgary Stampeders uh, that end of that season. And Toronto was in town for the game. And he hears everybody talking about Ricky Ray and how, and then, you know, everybody on defense is saying, Ricky, they, this, Ricky Ray, that. So he said, I started to 
delve into him a little bit. I looked up his stats and, whoa. And then I watched him play, and I paid a lot of attention to how he played and realized just how good he was in that game. And then he was also, of course, on the field the last time Ricky Ray played when he got injured in that game in Toronto against the Calgary Stampeders. So uh, he's he's got some nice things to say about Ricky Ray, like everybody does. I mean, have you heard anyone ever say a bad word about Ricky Ray? Well, I, I, I was Except thinking maybe that the general and... manager who traded him yeah. and said he was losing a step? Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's a that's a. Are you, are you going to have Eric Tillman on? Maybe you should. <laughs> <laughs> I will tell you why. I, I don't want to give it away too much, but uh, I asked Arbuckle about the fact that you know he had two Hall of Fame careers, one in Edmonton and and one in Toronto, and either one of those careers would have gotten him into the Hall of Fame. And Arbuckle goes, probably tells you a little bit something about the team that let him go. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah. Okay. Well, I look forward to it, Morley. Uh, have a great show. And of course, we'll talk to you soon. Excellent. Thanks, Reed. Dave Campbell's also coming on to talk football, too, tonight. So we'll oh, good. I know that guy. Too, as well. Yes, me too. <laughs> Have a great night, Rito. Dave Campbell, the producer of Inside Sports. Kellen Kennedy, your studio producer this evening. Blue Jays trailing the White Sox 1-0 in the top of the fifth. Woodcroft extended as head coach of the Oilers for three seasons. He will speak uh, along with Ken Holland at 10 a.m. tomorrow, and then he's going to be on Oilers now with Bob Stoffer. Oil Kings lose 4-3 to Shawinigan in their first game at the Memorial Cup. Morley has the Elks this week. Coming up next, thanks for listening to Inside Sports. Six thirty, Chad. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins, weekdays at six on Six Thirty, Chad.